Hey kids, this is me, you dude, Ice Your Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about some really cool movies from 2017. We're going to talk about this also. We're going to talk about that also. But until we get to this other stuff, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that bitch! Okay, Ice Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. What's up guys? This is me, IC Robots, and man, as we record this right now, it is still raining. Honestly, it has been raining like non-stop. By the time you hear this, it will no longer be raining, but if you live in the Santa Rosa area, look back to the days in which it was raining and remember what it was like. The rain is hitting my house sideways right now. Like right as we speak, it's hitting my house from the side, which is which is weird, you know, it usually comes down, but the winds are forcing it to go into another direction. Here is, here is something I, I was encountering the other day. We went over to the movies, we went to Summerfield to see, to see the Oscar-nominated animated shorts. They show the Oscar shorts in, in three blocks. One is the animated, one is the live action, and then the third one is the documentaries. The, the main event to me is the animated shorts, I think. I don't know, that's just my, my opinion, but we, we went to see these on Saturday night it was at 7 30 and we left we left the house around like I don't know like 7 20 Summerfield's really close we just zip over there and it's usually not like full or anything so it's always it's always fine but I did underestimate the audience for the animated shorts because when we got into the theater there were like a lot of people in there and the seats that I like were available. We go here every week. We go like every week to see stuff there. And I have I have a certain set of seats that I like. I know which ones I prefer. That's just me. I don't know if you guys ever feel this way. If you go to the same place all the time, you're going to have a place that you like more than others. But the seats that I like were free. The seats I wanted were open. But there were people sitting behind me. There were people sitting behind the seats that I like, and normally I go out of my way to not sit directly in front of people. I don't like to if I don't have to, but this time I was like, hmm, should I? There are other seats available. It wasn't like completely full. The row in front of the one that I like was available, so I sat down there. My wife, the love of my life, the wind of my sails, she she was getting the popcorn. She thinks it's better for me to go defend the seats, and I guess that is fine. I'm I'm the tougher of the two. So I was in there getting the seats and I sat one row in front of where I normally sit. And I don't like to sit close to the screen. I kind of, I prefer to be back. If given the choice, I will always be further back rather than too close. When I get too close, my eyes, my eyes kind of Google, if you know what I mean. They get all, they get all weird. I get a headache. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a wuss that way, dude. I'm a wuss. I wear glasses. What do you want me to what do you want me to say? I'd rather be further back. So we were one row forward. And then when when the wife gets there, she she looks at me and she goes, this is one row forward. You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy here. It's going to be too close. You're going to start complaining. Let's move. Let's move back. And I decided, well, I'm going to move back into the seats that I like and hope that the people who are sitting behind me don't really think it's a big deal. It's a crowded theater at this point. So I move back. And when I sit there, I notice that the person sitting there gets up and moves. She gets up, she has a pillow behind her back, she's wearing a mask, she's wearing the whole, you know, the whole everything, and she gets up and she moves. And I feel bad, I feel bad because I was hoping she wouldn't care, but she does in fact care, and I myself understand what that's like because I'm a picky seat person. So, I did feel a little bad, I was kind of watching out of the corner of my eye, I saw her go and she sat in one seat, she got all situated, got all ready, put her pillow down, she was all set to go, and looked around and kind of realized she didn't like those seats, and she got up. She moved around one more time, sat down, did the whole thing all over again before finally settling in a third seat. I myself, I have done this. I have done the triple, the double seat swap. If I don't like where I'm sitting, I do not have a problem getting up and finding a different place. I know some people are just going to go, well, I'm here. I will get up and move because I paid for this movie. I'm in this movie. I want to have a good time. I want to enjoy it. I want the full experience. I want to sit where I want. But I felt bad for forcing this lady to move. And I realized I didn't force her to do anything. I didn't make her do one thing. And I realized that, in my opinion, 
I am ethically obliged to sit wherever I like in the, in the movie theater. I think that we all paid for tickets. It's open seating. It's not reserved seating. So I can sit wherever I want. But I also realize that as a person, as a member of society, we don't want to go out of our way to obstruct other people's view, to ruin other people's fun, which I was doing. And I do feel a little bad about that. Now, I want you guys to chime in. Hit me up on the threads that is at Icy Robots on the threads. Go to the Facebook group, facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. That's I-S-E-E Robots, as if I'm looking off. I see robots off in the distance. Go to the Facebook and look for the episode, this episode link, and let me know. Do you think that I should have just stayed in the first seats that I was in instead of obstructing this lady's view? I gotta say, the lady was shorter than me. She was a little old lady, and I knew sitting in front of her, I could potentially be obstructing her view. Should I have not done that, or do I have the right to sit in whatever seat I so choose, which is what which is what I did, I guess. She moved. I hope wherever she went to, lady, if you're listening, I hope wherever you went to, if you went to see the animated shorts last Saturday at, at Summerfield and in some, some big cretin sat in front of you and you were forced to move, I hope you're fine. I hope that wherever you ended up in the end that you're happy. Because I myself, I was very happy sitting where I sat. Now let's move forward into the show. We're going to open up a... We're going to open up a Motu figure that I've had sitting on my couch for at least uh, two to three months or so. Let's go. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe. E-Man. This is the Motu Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yes, indeed, that is me, the dude who sold that nitwit Kaldor, that acid that he dropped onto his face, leaving a little, little bitty baby nub of a skull down below, and we know that skull today as Skeletor. I have in my hand right here a Motu that has been, this has been floating around my house, I think since maybe pre-Christmas, but then... All the Christmas Motus came in. All the Motus from Ross came in. Ross has been like a treasure trove of Motus lately, dude. I was over there the other day and I found one off my Masterverse master list that I said that I wanted and I got it for like $3.99. I'm not even kidding. There are like, there are three Rosses in Santa Rosa. So far I found the most Motus at the one in Montgomery Village, but the the one over in Roseland, I think it's on, it's on Sebastopol Road. That one... I have heard has tons and tons and tons of cool stuff, but I haven't had the chance to get over there. So maybe if you're in the area, you might want to do so. And then there's one over on the other side of town, and I haven't gotten over there either. I guess I guess I'm really not hitting them as hard as I, I, I want to. I haven't been hitting the one over in Monty a lot, but that's because it's nearby to my house. So at any rate, at any what we have right here is a He-Man character known as Slush Head. Slush Head is from I think he's from The New Adventures of He-Man, which I have on DVD, but I've never not never watched. I've actually ripped it and put it on the house media server. I do intend to watch it, but I just, I haven't gotten around to doing it. But there are a lot of cool looking characters from there. I think that this, I think this might be like a little, little unknown gym. Let's take a look at this guy's sludge head. He's pretty dope though. He's green. He's wearing like a, like a dome over his head a la uh, Mr. Freeze from Batman. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. He has a dome over his head, some kind of armor around his body. He's like a grody looking green alien. I do not know a lot about this guy. I honestly don't know anything at all. I've seen I've seen the other figure, the one from the the original New Adventures line. I've seen that a couple times and he, he's pretty cool, man. He has like a head and there's water in it, which is which is wacky. Think about how old that water is by this point. I would be tempted to crack it and drink it. Get that get that old school toy water right out of there. I wouldn't really do it. Maybe I would. I might. I might do that, but it's hard Hard to say. If it looked like if it looked like he was already damaged a little bit, I think I would be more tempted to uh, drink it. I don't know that I would damage like a like a high quality one. But let's let's take a look. In this wave, you have Merman, Grizzlor, Buzz Off, and Faker, the blue the blue He-Man. Merman looks cool. 
The Grizzlore is cool. This one's going for like a guap on the online. I've never seen that one in person. I've never seen Buzz Off in person either. And that one's that one's going for a guap too. I picked this up at Target. I don't know if I mentioned that. I didn't get this at the Ross. I got this at the Target. This was a new one. I've never seen the Faker or the Merman. I got the one I wanted. Out of this set, this would be the one that I wanted the most because he looks like a really, really cool character. But let's take a quick break here and we're going to find out what there is to know or what we can learn about this guy known as Slush Head. Slushhead, also known as Calamar, was a mutant enforcer under the leadership of Flog. Despite his general stupidity, Slushhead serves as the second in command to Flog, and the co-pilot of the mutant mothership. Other than Skeletor and Flog, Slushhead was the most frequently appearing villain in the animated series. Slushhead was referred to as Calamar in all European media. Honestly, Calabar is a pretty cool name. It makes you think of like an 80s R&B singer out there, like doing it up on the stage, doing some moves and stuff. But let's let's see what it says on the back. Whereas his comrades are notorious for their ruthlessness in combat, the simple slush head enters battle with what only can be described as childish glee. Second in command to Flog. That name Flog is great. The Space Mutant Field Commander may be simple, but there are few in the universe more dangerous than this, this grotesque, swamp water-breathing slush head. That's that's pretty cool, man. I really do like that name, Flog. Let's let's get into him. Enough time has been wasted. We got the Arthur Fonzarelli brand switch right here in hand. Piece of tape. Cut that tape on the front. Make sure to put the blade over there. It's dangerous, dude. You can split atoms with that one. Let's pull him right out of the box. We'll put that aside there. Gonna save that most likely. And then, let's see, where is he attached in here? Does he have any bands around him? Oh, there's one, two, two bands, one each around his legs. So we're gonna grab the Engineer Nerd Memorial Force Snips. You can find these over at um, tvandfilmtoy.com. They're $150 each. Pull that out there. Got it out. These work great. Um, pull this one out as well. Got them both. These actually fought me back a little bit, which is somewhat surprising. Take his gun out. Then we'll get a hold. I'm just going to do it in one big pull. So we're going to get all the crankling over. Oh, there's another one around his wrist. We got to get the four snips back. I spoke too soon. Grab them around the base. That's the best way to work it. Pull that right off. Pull that right off. These ones came off much easier. I got them around the base. Made it a smoother transition. So let's take a look at the figure. According to this, he has 30 points of articulation. He has a dome on his head. Very, very cool looking. He has scales and bumps all over his body. Blisters, cords. Then he has some weapons here. I already put what looks to be a rifle. What's like a pistol, rather. A really long pistol. I'll put that aside over here. Let's, let's stand our guy Calamar over there, and then we're gonna pull this piece out. I'm not sure what this is. Gotta use those four tips again. Big shout out to Engineer Nerd. Got that again. Ah, that one really fought me too. I don't think there's any over there. What is this piece? This is some sort of a, is it a backpack maybe? Oh, these are probably his backpack. He has arms like Dr. Octopus. Big shout out to Doc Ock. Spider-Man villain Doc Ock. Yeah, these go into his back. We'll put that in right there. That looks pretty dope. Then this arm goes in here. This one has like a trident on the end. It goes in here. Looks like there are four slots all together. So you can kind of move them around as you see fit. I think in fact that this arm snapped. 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 You're going to hear from me, Mattel. Yeah, I broke the end of it, broke off. Very not cool. I think I can put it back together with glue, but I don't don't like that one bit. But um, I'll complain later. I don't want to do that right here. So let's see. we got an extra head, extra set of hands. And then he has this here. Is this an additional backpack? Let's take a look at the picture on the box so we can really get an idea of what we're dealing with. Oh, this is like a single backpack. You can take this backpack and put two arms on it. Pretty cool. I'm honestly a little disappointed because that piece broke. That doesn't happen to me too much. And I'm kind of kind of sad because he's honestly like a pretty cool looking figure. And I think that this piece on his backpack, you can rearrange it so that the arms become legs. 
and he becomes like a, a walking thing. But I guess I could do that in some, I could do it like with three legs. He's like a tripod, tripod instead of a quadrupod. It doesn't stand up that well. I'm sure I can be able to figure something. Maybe if I lean these. Yeah, if I lean these forward a little bit, it does that, which is, which is fine. But it's not as cool as if, uh, little disappointed, honestly. And I've been sitting on this one, waiting to open them up for a while. But then, then your boy, your boy's a clod. I can't help it. I'm a clod. I broke it. I broke it with my brutish strength. Still dope. I am a little disappointed about this. I do think that I'll be able to glue it together, but I don't think that it's going to stay very well at all. I might honestly have to like melt it a little bit and stick it together because it broke in two places. It broke the leg part and then it broke the weapon tip off. Broke right off. So that's, that's a bummer. And that does limit his capabilities. And his head comes off too, I can see. But I don't see how did would you get that. I don't I don't want to mess anymore. I might break him. Being being a being an oaf. Let's uh let's move forward with disappointment and sadness into my heart. Uh, we're moving to the next segment. You are listening to 92.3 KRJF. Simulcasting at 88.1 KWTF in Bodega Bay. Ever feel down? Like totally down? Bombed out and depleted? I have the thing for you. It's called a bucket hat. Yes, a bucket hat. Go to the mall, buy one and put it on your head. Instantly you are a winner. Not just at life but also the afterlife. Yes, I said the afterlife. How you ask? I will tell you. How you ask? I will tell you. A bucket hat acts as a talisman to prevent the spirits of the people you have hurt in life from hurting you after they are dead. So get one today or pay dearly after you die. Get your Foodtronic special brand new spiritual protection bucket hat today. Only $299 plus $300 shipping. But that's not all. Order now and we will throw in a pack of brown food cubes and a mini pea pod. It can hold two whole songs. Comes preloaded with the best of Sugar Ray. Click the link on your radio to order now. Supplies are limited. And now we return to World's Famous with I See Robots here on KRJF 92.3 FM. Hidden deep in the hills of Annadale State Park. I was over at the mall and I, I saw the kiosk for the uh, Pooptronics brand spiritual protection bucket hats. I took I took a look. I went over and I took a quick look at them. And they have they have like some kind of like a net on the inside. It's like a metallic net that, that covers like the inside, the material of the of the interior of the hat isn't like fuzzy or soft like you would expect. It's like a hard kind of like a colander almost like a like a cylindrical colander inside of the hat I don't I don't know how that is um I don't know how that's supposed to protect you from ghosts or from spirits or whatever and honestly it looks a little bit uncomfortable and I think 299 with 300 shipping is a little bit pricey but if you're if you're like super scared of ghosts maybe this would be something you would be interested in I myself I'm not like a big believer in ghosts so I don't I don't feel like I need one of these but if you're the type that does get worried about spirits infecting your head. Maybe you want to look into this. It seems like it's a seems like it's a scam of some sort. Pooptronics things are always a scam of some sort. So I would I would be wary, but you know, buyer beware. Look into it if if you insist. I also I have one of those pea pods. That is the Pooptronics brand iPod that they came with uh, back in the day. It's not the it's not the Peapod Mini that has the, the two Sugar Ray songs on it. If you are wondering, the two Sugar Ray songs are uh, Fly, I'm Gonna Fly, and then In the Morning. That's that's what I've heard, those two Sugar Ray classics. Big, big shout out to Sugar Ray. Big shout out to Mark McGrath. I had I had the Pooptronics brand Peapod Jukebox. They gave all of us one when we were working up on the up on the Pooptronics moon base. And this one, this one was a bit bigger. It could fit a total of nine songs. And that um, included the the two Sugar Ray songs, Fly and In the Morning. But then you could also load seven songs of your own. What songs did I load on there, you ask? Well, I will tell you. First, I put out Black Steel and the Hours of Chaos by uh, Public Enemy. And then I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it and said they were suckers. I put the Flash Gordon theme by Queen. Flash. Ah, savior. 
but uh, Jump Around, Jump Around by the House of Pain. Then we had some uh, Follow the Leader by Eric B. and Rockham. There was a couple other ones in there. I, I had, you know, the little, the Peapod Jukebox was similar to an iPod shuffle. It had one button on it. It went on and off, and then it would start playing, and whatever song, whatever song came up is what came up. It had, like, some kind of an algorithm to give you, like, random, but the the random did not work very well. There were times when it would play the same song, like, 15 times in a row, and there was no skipping. But this is what technology was at the time. This is what we had. You could either get an iPod, which is very expensive, a Zune, which is very expensive, maybe like something by Creative, or you can get the uh, Pooptronics brand Peapod Jukebox, which only cost only cost seventy nine ninety nine. That was a bargain at the time. Hey, are you a funky street kid down with all the latest trends? Do you like music? Do you like having your choice of nine different songs? Sure you do. Who wouldn't? Well, hip kid. I have the thing for you. It's called the Peapod Jukebox. It allows you to carry nine whole songs with you at a time in crystal clear, real audio sound. Yes, real audio, the cutting edge sound format for this year and time, comes preloaded with Sugar Ray's greatest hits. That's both fly and in the morning. Classic songs by any measure. Get yours today. Only $800 American. In the day, though, $800 was not an unheard of price for some tech like that. I, I paid quite a bit for my early uh, jukeboxes. I had I had a creative jukebox. Your dude was a creative guy. Some guys were into iPods. Some guys were into Zune. Some guys were into whatever. I myself, I went for creative. The creative jukebox, I have it. I have it here. I actually have it like right here near me, which is interesting. It works. It turns on. I can play songs with it. The battery life is not really that great, but if I were to like plug it in, I could stream all the songs here. I have like a little a little Bluetooth dongle. I don't know if you guys use these for anything, but I have a couple little Bluetooth uh, transmitters that plug into like headphone jacks, and I can use them to like shoot the uh, Bluetooth from the MP3 player into the stereo. I have like a Bluetooth receiver in the stereo. All very high tech. Bluetooth is pretty cool. Back in the day when you would hear Bluetooth, it was always it was always about some businessman with like a headset on at all times talking to himself. But nowadays, Bluetooth is a regular part of life. Think about that when you think about AI or any of these things that you're nervous about today. Back in the day, dudes were called the blue douche for having a uh, Bluetooth headphone in their ears. Nowadays, it's the norm. We all have these little Bluetooth things. We just call them earbuds. <laughs> the real audio format was something that uh, Pooptronics was really into back when they did the uh, the Peapod. They thought real audio was going to be the thing. The cat's pajamas. I guess cats in pajamas would be pretty cool, but uh, real audio never never turned out to be that. I, I was into it in the day, though. The idea of, like, a streaming broadcast was always something that really interests me, and it's fun now to be part of these various streaming broadcasts. I got this one right now that you're listening to in your earbuds, or maybe maybe you're listening to it in the car when you're coming home from work on KRJF. It's all, it's all fun. Maybe you're listening to us on krjf.org. Watching the, uh, listening to, rather, the stream. Let's, let's see what else is going on. I'm kind of trying to fill a little time right here. Oh, I, w I went to the movies the other day. I went to the, the movies with my dad. We went to see the Oscar documentary shorts. I saw the, the animated ones. I wanted to see the docs, and, uh, it was in the afternoon. So I went, I went with my dad. We went to see it, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of, uh, good docs. There were five altogether. I think the winner is going to be the um, Last Repair Shop. I, I think that's what it's called. It's about people who fix the musical instruments in the L.A. school district. I think that one is probably going to win. I it has Disney backing, and that's that's a big deal. But we were watching the movie. We're like, you know, the whole thing, I think, was like an, two hours and 19 minutes, and we're like an hour, hour and a half into it. We're sitting there, and somebody opened the door, and they started, they started screaming, Karen, Karen. Karen. Karen into the house and I'm like what is going on and I turn around and the guy's like Karen 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 and finally I guess Karen hears him and she goes he was actually saying Karen don't think that I'm making this up I guess Karen heard him and she goes what what do you want and they start having like a little conversation back and forth over the length of the theater and I'm just like 
I can't believe this is happening. I've never seen anybody do this in the entirety of my life. I've probably been to the movies like, I don't know, four, five hundred times. And I've never heard anybody open the back door and start screaming for their their uh, companion to come meet them at the back. Never, not never seen a kid do it. Never seen anybody do it. Old folks are sometimes the biggest talkers when it comes down to going to the movies. Anyhow, let's uh, jump forward into... This week in Japanese League Baseball with our guy, Derek. Why is it world famous if, like, literally less than, like, nobody has ever heard of it? Is this, like, an attempt at irony or something? I don't get it. This week in Japanese League Baseball. Hello, this is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. This past week, players reported for spring training. It's a very exciting time as new players begin the long journey to the NPB and veterans return after an off-season spent carousing, drinking booze and smoking cigarettes all over the great nation of Japan. The veterans try and get back into shape for a long season while the new Jack, Hubut, rookies act as their valets and grubs all in hopes of earning even a little small kernel of advice or praise from the older players. Usually the kernel is not delivered but small smacks and kicks often are. It's a time-honored tradition of hazing and physical abuse but it is not our place to judge a different culture, only to observe and talk about it in hushed tones. This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. And now, something truly spectacular. I see robots looks back at a list of movies from five years ago. That is amazing. My bucket hat is off to you, bro. Great job. I guess our guy got one of those Pooptronics bucket hats. What we are going to do right now is, it's something that I've, I've kind of wanted to get at for a while. I've been making top five movies of the year list for, I don't know, it's like seven or eight years now. And at a certain point, I thought that it might be interesting to look back and see what I thought of movies five years later. I think that, I think that time is the big test of a movie. A lot of things are fun when you see them, but then they kind of unravel as you give them further viewings and I'm not saying that that happening makes it a bad movie because on the real tip I think movies are sort of meant to be watched one time you pay your ticket you rent your DVD or whatever and you watch it and that's what you're paying for did you have fun at that time if you did then it was good if you did not then it was probably bad but then there is also another factor in which you can watch things over and over and over again kind of dissect them look at them, and kind of let your feelings percolate to the top. I think that this is the way that the real truth comes out. But honestly, either one is truthful, and it is possible for two things to be the truth at the same time. So what we are going to do is look back five years to the year 2017. That was that was a long time ago, even though honestly it doesn't seem that long ago. But in between then and now, a lot of things went down that made uh, an interesting an interesting life. So let's... Let's take a look. I think before we get too far into this, our guy Derek hung around here for a sec, and he is quickly going to read a list of some of the top movies of 2017, just to kind of get us in the mood for what's going on here. Here is a list of some of the top movies of the year of our Lord, 2017. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, Call Me By Your Name, Brawl in Cell Block 99, Baby Driver The Square, Good Time, The Florida Project, Paddington 2, The Shape of Water, Thelma Dunkirk Logan, The Killing of a Sacred Deer Get Out Blade Runner 2049, War for the Planet of the Apes, Downsizing Mother, Mudbound God's Own Country Ingrid Goes West Wind River, Blade of the Immortal, The Other Side of Hope on Body and Soul, Brigsby Bear Opja Super Dark Times A Fantastic Woman I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. You and me both, dude. You and me both. That's a lot of movies, and there was a lot, a lot, a lot of good ones in there. So let's let's pull out. I have like a little moleskin notebook that I keep um that I keep all the lists in. And I discovered that I have not yet written the movie list for this year, and I got to do that before they before they leave my head. So we're gonna take a look back at 2017. We'll just kind of go over these in reverse order. We're gonna try to not not really like ruminate on these too hard. Let's see. Number five. Number five on the list is a movie known as Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's that's an interesting pick. I remember thinking at the time that I did like the movie. 
I did think that if they trimmed out a lot of stuff, most of the stuff where they were gambling on that planet with those space horses and all that stuff, I think if they would have uh, trimmed some of that out, and then at the end, there was a little weirdness. Overall, a very uneven film with a lot of really interesting visuals, but overall, very uneven. I don't know if I would have kept this one on the list. I kind of... I kind of think no. What would I have replaced it with? I think that might be best if we wait until the end and then we come back because I realize if I tell you what I would replace it with, you'll know that it's not on the list, even though this list came out five years ago. But I'm sort of banking on the fact that you don't uh, remember it. You don't have it memorized. Then moving down to number four, we have Shape of Water. That is the Del Toro horror film. I think this one won the best picture Oscar that year, which is, which is crazy, man, because genre movies don't win that one that often. I'm a big Del Toro fan. I think that this is a really, really great movie. I have to admit, I have not watched it that many times since it came out, but the times that I've seen it since, I think that it holds up. One of the things I think that kind of holds this movie back is that it's super weird. It's about a woman who falls in love with a, with a creature, an undersea creature, and the relationship is consummated. It's all, all very weird, but I don't think that that takes away from the overall movie. That's just one of the, one of the plethora of weird things that happen during the course of the film. I feel, I feel pretty solid leaving that one in there. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that's bad. Let's see. And then right after that is Lady Bird. Lady Bird is the movie from the gal who recently made the Barbie movie. And I thought Lady Bird was absolutely fantastic. It stars one of my favorite actors of all the time in space. The delightful, um, Saoirse Ronan is in it. Timothy Chalamet is in it. It's the story of a young gal growing up in Sacramento. She's She's having growing pains in, in, in the last days of her high school life. Really, really an awesome film. It's an A24. I remember when I saw this, we saw it over at Summerfield, and I absolutely cried. I do want to point out that 2017 was the year of the big fire here in Santa Rosa, the big Tubbs fire, and emotions were running high, and when I saw this movie, I just lost it, man. I absolutely lost it. The weight of everything going on, the fear that... I may have lost my house at one point. We were really scared that our house was going to get burnt down. We saw thousands of people in Santa Rosa displaced. Very, very difficult time. If you're listening right now on KRJF, you absolutely know what I was talking about. And I went to see Lady Bird and uh, Young 2.0. Young Sprat 2.0 was at the same age as our gal Lady Bird. And Greta Gerwig, the director, did a really great job of capturing what it was like being a parent on the other side of that as well. Very, very tough stuff. Very hard. Made me made me cry like a baby, but I'm okay with that. If a movie makes me cry, I'm totally fine with that. I'm not embarrassed. I'm really not. I know some people might be, but that just means I was affected by art. It means I have a soul. It means I have a heart. There's Nothing wrong with that. Sadness is a feeling that we as men are allowed to feel. Then number two that year, the great year of 2017, the difficult year of 2017. My number two film is a film known as Baby Driver. This is an Edgar Wright movie about a getaway driver who goes by the name of Baby. It stars Ansel Elgort. Lily James is in it. Kevin Spacey's in it. John Barenthal's in it. Jamie Foxx is in it. John Hamm is in it. Really, really good movie. I think that... I think that given it all over to do again, I may have placed this one higher. I've watched this movie, I'm not even exaggerating, 55,000 times since it came out. I believe that we saw it five times in the movie theater and that 2.0, the kid, saw it like seven or eight times. This movie is absolutely terrific. I think that it stands up 1,000% today. And if I had the chance to do it all over again, I might put it over the top of the number one movie of the year, 2017, which was Dunkirk, the Christopher Nolan movie about the rescue of Dunkirk. I love Christopher Nolan. I don't think that he always hits it, but I think that when he does hit it, he hits it hard. And Dunkirk was a movie that I thought he hit it hard. He hit it hard. It's a perfect film. It's light and tight. It's short. It's tense. It's everything you'd ever want in a film. But do I watch it more often than I watch Baby Driver? Not even close. I will watch Dunkirk if I see it on HBO. I think that it's really great. But it's also so tense and so affecting that I I end up with anxiety by the time it's over. By the time it's over, I feel like I was stuck on the beach of Dunkirk and that I was getting bombed. Which is, like, not true. I just feel like I feel as if what I think those people 
on the screen are feeling. That sentence made absolutely no sense. What I mean to say is I feel like what I imagine those people on the screen feel, even though I would really imagine that what they feel is 10,000 times behind what I'm actually feeling there sitting on my couch watching the movie. But still, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a great film. Great film. But I do have to say... I would pick Baby Driver as number one. So at the end there, we have Shape of Water and Star Wars. I think given it all to do again, I would replace those two. What would I replace them with? I would replace them with the Taylor Sheridan movie Wind River. I love that movie Wind River. I saw it over at Summerfield and man, it was a revelation. At the time, Taylor Sheridan wasn't the creative force on CBS that he is now. We didn't know who this guy was. As far as I knew, he was an actor on Sons of Anarchy. He was the... He was the sheriff, and when I saw this man, I was blown away. I was blown away by this. Still stands up. I watch it when I see it all the time. I have it on Blu-ray. I have it on the media server, and I think that I watched parts of it last week. Really, really great movie. The other one that I would have put here on the list was Paddington 2. When you're talking about movies and how they rate, Paddington 2 is almost a perfect film. It's fantastic. It has tension. It has action. It has prison. In this movie, our guy Paddington gets sent up river to the clink. He gets put in the clink. Does he get out? Does he escape? Probably. It's a kid's movie. But still, it is a lot of fun. Paddington 1, fantastic, great film. And it's impossible to say that Paddington 2 is even better than that. Great, great film. If you haven't seen Paddington 2, go out there and see it. You honestly don't even have to see Paddington 1 because we all know the story of Paddington. He's a bear, came from the jungles of Peru. He lives with the family of Britain. That's all you need to know. All you need to know. What's his name? Hugh Grant is in this and he is dynamite. To me, this was kind of the start of the new you grant renaissance that we're in today dude has kind of made a living playing a bad guy and in this one he he's just great just great great movie loved it a lot i would absolutely place it above shape of water i would place it above star wars the last jedi wind river as well both dynamite honestly i think these ones might rate higher if i had it all over again i could see them going further down the list but that's all good, all fine. It's perfectly fine to admit you made a mistake when you're rating movies. So there you have it, guys. That's the movies of 2017, what I think about them today, and what I think is pretty good year for movies despite uh, almost having my entire town burnt to a crisp. You are listening to I See Robots Radio on 92.3 KRJF in Santa Rosa simulcasting on KUTF 88.1 FM in Bodega Bay. We will be right back after this. Come down to Deza Meatball, home of the big boy. We have Meatballs AS big AS softballs. We have Meatballs AS small AS marbles. Whatever seats you want, we have it. Deza Meatball, home of the big boy. Meatballs are happiness my friend and we have Meatballs and Meatballs and more Meatballs. Featuring meatballs that come stuffed with sauce or stuffed with cheese. Whatever you want, we will feel it for you. That's a meatball, home of the big boy. That's a meatball. New locations in Menlo Park and San Bruno, near the old recycling center on Walker Boulevard. We now return to some more IC Robots Radio. That's right, this is IC Robots Radio, and I am your guy, IC Robots, here on KRJF 92.3 in Santa Rosa, or 88.1 in lovely Bodega Bay. Let's let's see, what else is going on? This past week, the the old wife, the love of my life, the wind in my sails, took, a, took an extra day off from work, and I asked her, I said, hey, you know, this is your special day, you took it off, we can do whatever in the heck you want, and she's like, well... Let's go over to the dig. Let's go spend the day at the dig. And I said, hey, man, whatever you want, man, whatever you want, I will do it. Easy peasy mac and cheesy. So we went over to the dig and I went, I went prepared. I bought food with me. I brought like a, like a hard boiled egg and I brought some other stuff like that. Just, just to keep my strength up. I also brought my earbuds because I'm like, man, we're going to be here for a while. So let's just, let's just dig in. And I did. I did do some digging. I, I went down to the bottom of the bins, which is sometimes where the fun things are. I found a lot of weird little things. Let's let's take a look. I have a basket. Hold on. I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna have to scoot over here and I got a basket full of uh some things that I got from the dig. It wasn't like 
it wasn't like an amazing day over the dig as far as what I found, but I did, I did have a good time. Let me sit this over here. This is a, a little container. First thing I found is this. You can't see it. It's a dartboard, like, like for, you know, plastic kids darts. It's a Smurfs dartboard, old style. I'm going to hang that up in the garage. It's cool. It has like Papa Smurf and a couple other Smurfs, Smurfette and whatever. It's, I think this kind you throw like those Velcro balls at and, and sticks. I got that. Pretty cool. I got these bike grips. These are some fancy bike grips. I'm going to put these on my bike. They're called Shadows. They're pretty decorative. They're blue. I'm going to put these on my bike. I think they're going to look pretty cool. I haven't got around to doing that yet, but I I definitely will. And then I got this. This was something that I that I wanted. This is um you know the the cord that you use to run your internet from one thing to the other. Is it an ISBN cord? I think it's called, but it's like super duper duper long. I wanted to run it from the router all the way underneath the house into the back bedroom so that I can run the uh, media server on the TV there. So now I got the cord and I can do that. I realized I could have bought this cord at any time, but I was lazy, didn't do it. Now I found one. This one is super duper duper long and it will definitely, definitely work. And then I found this. It's like a little maraca. I plan to use this on the show from time to time. We're going to leave this over here by the microphone. That's pretty fun. Then I found this puzzle. It's a wooden puzzle. It's a bunch of little wine bottles. And you have to call... It is called the... What is it called? It has a name. I found... And then I found this wooden puzzle. It is called... Da, 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 the Waiter's Tray. The aim is to remove the wooden tray from under the rows of bottles. You will need to move the bottles up and down to slide out the tray. It's pretty tricky. I've only been able to move, like, a little bitty baby bit. But I'm going to put this out. I'm going to put this out in the living room. When I when I have time, I'm going to goof around on this. This honestly looks like it costs, like, $20 or $30. It came in a very fancy wooden box. I do like puzzles like that, so we'll have fun with that. Then I found a, a toy gun. It's a toy gun. It's like a 45. It's made in Hong Kong. It's black plastic. It doesn't have the little tip on the end, so you know that it's old. I like this. When I was a young sprat, I wasn't allowed to play with toy guns, which made me want to play with toy guns all the more. So I really like coveted anyone that I could ever come across. Also, this has led to me being a very anti-gun adult. So I think that big shout out to my parents for not letting me play around with guns. Not into that at all. But if I was a kid and I would have had this, I would definitely be all jazzed up. I would have been running around pretending I was George Picard from the A-Team. So I got that. Very cool. I got a I got a collector cup from the Ponderosa, the ranch. This is in Nevada on the way to Tahoe. And it's like... You can go there, and you can see where Hoss and all those guys live. Very cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I was using it at the time to put little stuff inside of. I was digging to the very bottom of the bin. And what I was doing was I had this little cup, and if I found something dope, I would put it in there. And then I found, it's like a souvenir surfboard from Hawaii, but it's cool because it's wooden. It's real wood, and it has, like, the little fins on the bottom, and it has, like, the tie strap. This would be cool for, like, a Barbie or, like, an Action Jackson. I plan someday on taking Action Jackson over to the beach and putting him on this surfboard for a fancy photo shoot. Then I found a little notebook. I love little pocket memo books. Let's put some of this stuff back in here. We'll put this all down there. And then I found a bunch of little things. This is... Let me get that cup. I can transfer from one cup to the other cup. This is a Bakugan, a big Bakugan. Pretty cool. Then I found a little uh, little Teletubby, the red one. It's the kind with like little hands that clamp together so you can hang it on things. Let's let's hang him right here on my uh, pop suppressor. So now he's looking at me. Then I found a little magnet and a plastic fish. Then I got these beads. These are some cool beads. They There's one green, one purple, and one blue. They're square and they're made of glass. And I could imagine using these for, like, some kind of action figure photography. Like, you could pretend, like, they're Energon cubes or something. They're very, very cool. So if you see any photos of mine coming out that have little cubes on them, that's what these are. I found a skull, like a metal skull medallion. And then I found a little magnet, a little alphabet magnet. And then I found a Baby Groot keychain, a uh, puzzle piece that has an astronaut on it. And then this is a skeleton key. And then I found an adapter, like a stereo headphone adapter. 
another magnet. What I plan to do with these magnets is, you know, I, I told you my parents recently moved to Santa Rosa, and I want to go over to their house and, like, one at a time, start sneakily putting these magnets on their fridge and see if they notice them at all. One of these says Country Kitchen. I'm going to put that in there. We'll see if they notice. And then this is one from Istanbul, Istanbul, Turkey. Then I got another one here that says Reno and one that says Venice. I'm going to start just putting these on one at a time when I go visit. And we'll see how long before they notice. And then I also found a cool pin, like a pin, like a button that says Halloween 1982. And it has a... Uh, has a mummy on it. This will be cool when Halloween rolls around. You wear like a little Halloween pin and you're all you're all festive. This is a G.I. Joe sized motor scooter. I don't know where this came from, but it's a G.I. Joe sized Vespa. I think this is really fun. Can't wait to use that for something. That's basically all I got. And I realized like none of this none of this sounds amazing. None of this sounds amazing. I did find some other things. I found some clothes. I, I, I'm wearing a shirt that I found at the dig. I got this nice workout shirt. But the thing about all this cool stuff I found, it cost me $2. Cost me $2 in total. The gal at the dig who we're friendly with just looked at it and said, I don't know, two bucks. So that was all good in the hood. One of the things about the dig, when you go to the dig, anything that you find is one thing that you're saving from the landfill because things go directly from the dig into the landfill. So all these little things that I pulled out are no longer going to be in the landfill. They're going to be in the landfill that is my house. Over over at the dig, the entire like the entire place has changed so much since they closed for the pandemic. A lot of the dudes who used to go back in the day no longer go there. Every once in a while, I'll see a cannibal. Every once in a while, I'll see the king of the dig. Every once in a while, I'll see somebody else. But by and large, the dig is now populated by much younger digsters and I think these guys are maybe like 18 19 years old they're all very 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 young and they're mostly looking for like t-shirts I think it seems to me that a t-shirt is the ultimate goal for these guys like a cool vintage shirt but what's wild is the vintage shirts they're pulling out are shirts that I myself would toss in the garbage. Like I saw one of the digsters pull out a shirt from like a fun run, like a UNICEF fun run from like 2002. And if I found that, I would just toss it in the garbage. But I realized also that was 22 years ago. So this shirt is older than the digster. And to me, this would be like finding a shirt that says UNICEF fun run. 1971 because I was born in 1973 get it how times change times change the things that you consider to be old the things that you consider to be vintage are just it, it's a state of flux it's a constant state of vintage flux I suppose but these these new young digsters are a lot nicer than the digsters that were there when I was digging the dig and I mean that in all sincerity when I was there before this place was dangerous man not so not so much like constant danger even though there was like an attempted murder throat slitting that that happened one day when I wasn't there and I have seen like a few fights and things and I have seen a few fights a few pushing matches and things of that sort but by and large it was a weird, sketchy place. Nowadays, with these new digsters, it's pretty mellow, man. I'm not even kidding. Back in the day when they would pull out the new bins, everybody would run like their life depended on it. Nowadays, everyone just sort of, they sort of stroll over there and poke around and see what they can find. T very, it's a very, very, very different environment. Much more warm, much more inviting. I would feel comfortable taking my parents there when I would never have not never taken them there in the past because they would get trampled and murdered by the cannibals and they'd be eaten alive and it'd be horrible. Nowadays, I feel like if they went for the bins, people are going to help them to the bin and they're going to stay out of their way and make them feel safe and comfortable. It's a very, very different, very much more evolved place. But we had a lot of fun. We were there from like nine o'clock to like two o'clock, which is which is a long time. A lot of it I spent just kind of like digging at the bottom of the bins. A lot of times I spent just like walking around in circles, listening to a wrestling observer on my earphones. But it was all super duper duper fun. I'm glad the dig is open. I'm glad to be back. I'm looking at the time clock now. And I think that we're coming up on it as we as we speak. But uh, before we get up out of here, I want to send a big shout out. Big shout out to Sarah the Sausage Terrier. 
Big shout out to the real Dino Vega. Big shout out to Vino Gaga. Big shout out to uh, Escolito. Big shout out to Tapes and Script. Big shout out to my man Earl Green. Big shout out to the Nerdy Blogger. Big shout out to my man Team Wundle. Hope you are doing well. Big shout out to Ferg from the Atari Cartridge by Cartridge Game by Game podcast. He's back doing that and it is great. We're going to head up out here. If I forgot you in the shout outs, don't take it personally. I'll get you next time. I will. I'll get you next time. Don't even worry about it. So, with all that said, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off saying if you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of your own. All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. a mystery. Some people listen, then say we're whack. But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack. Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip. The whole world sees you as a hypocrite. Live out the first law and make yourself preservation. If the show doesn't help you, change the station. If you don't want peace in the world, love, peace, and happiness in an endless world. If all you want to do is keep the whole world back, you're the one that's whack. And we're world's, world's, world's famous. Y'all slick blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Derek for the Santa Rosa Trashbusters Alliance. This is a shout out to everyone out there who picks up litter or even make sure to put their litter in the proper bin. You are doing a lot to help but guess what? You could be doing more. Lots more. Why not go to other parts of town, maybe some messy parts and pick up litter there? Why not go to the creek and scoop cans and bottles out of the water? Why not do something more to help? The world is the only world we got dudes. Let's keep it tidy. I believe in you. This has been a message from the Santa Rosa Trash Busters and the Alliance to do more with our lives than binge cooking shows on Hulu Foundation. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. This is 92.3 KRJF in Santa Rosa and 88.1 KWTF in lovely Bodega Bay. I, for one, am glad that you are here with us now. I can't speak for the other guys, but me, personally, I'm glad. 92.3 KRJF.